It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Game Podcast from The Times. Uh, I'm Gabriel Marcotti, and I am not reading off a script as I usually do. That's because our regular producer, Charlie, isn't here today, and uh, he's replaced by uh, uh, somebody with a French-sounding last name, which is actually a first name, a bit like you, Julian Lawrence. That's right, Julian, one of my guests today. Uh, Also joining us in the studio, it is the excellent Tony Cascarino, who's currently wearing a very fetching scarf. I may add, of course, that uh, Tony, of course, spent some years in France, so maybe that's not surprising. Um, and also looking extremely pensive, it's James Scowcroft. A uh, bunch of stuff to get through uh, this week. Um, we've got United and Bournemouth and a bit of Slatan, but we have to start at Anfield. Right, Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, we really should be talking about the game. We should be talking about a hoptastic performance, but we can't because we need to talk about Alexis Sanchez. Now, um, for those of you who who don't know, Alexis Sanchez did not start the game. Liverpool 2-0 down at halftime. He comes on. Uh, The line that's fed is, well, uh, Alexis Sanchez didn't start the game. By the way, neither did Mesut Ozil, not that anybody noticed. Um, But the idea was that these guys weren't going to start the game because they were going to be more direct uh, and try to bypass Liverpool's press um, that worked great. Uh, he comes on, plays rather well. Um, but then we find out that, and this might have been a, a contributing factor, Julian, shall we say? Yeah. To sure. his exclusion, that apparently last week he had a row with a teammate and he um, and he walked out on training. Now, Julian, um, is there anything you can add to this narrative? Have I, have I missed anything out? No, you've been perfect. I think he was dropped because of his attitude at training. Uh, not just, I think, in the week before the Liverpool game, but for a few weeks now and a few months. He's Bayern been, as well, wasn't it? Yes, the Bayern game, the attitude on the pitch and the Bayern game, the attitude off the pitch as well. At so time. the attitude on the pitch was when he like got annoyed with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and so on because they were Yeah, and literally when well, he, he stopped against Bayern for the last 10 minutes, he stopped playing. He was he was standing up there and not doing much. Right. From I suppose report. some of the other people would stop playing from the first minute, but... Sorry, you might detect a bit of bias in what I'm saying. Um, but do you remember two weeks ago we had that, uh, I think James was there, we had that chat about Aguero and why Pep had dropped him. And, oh, no, Tony. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lucas was here. I can't remember who was here. But anyway, yeah, do you remember when we said maybe the attitude of training mm-hmm. hadn't been the greatest because maybe he's not the best trainer? Do you remember you, you said? said that when you and Gianluca Vialli did that book and you went to see, some of the coaches said, but sometimes you need a rule for the big star and mm-hmm. a rule for everybody else. And do you remember we had that very interesting debate? 
Yeah, a the rule for Alexis. Against Alexis. What, what do you do? If, you know, if, if the attitude is wrong, if he argues with people, if he stops training halfway through, goes back mm. to the dressing room, what do you do? You know, do you give him a part and do you let him basically do what he wants? Or do you then drop him because of that? It's, I think it's, it's mm. interesting. Maybe, maybe even managers would do different things. Well, Antonio Conte left out Costa completely. Yep. Payat was a similar situation yep. at West Ham. For me, you can't. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a stance, don't put him on the bench. Just drop him completely. Leave him out of your squad. In, in well, my, if you've got if all these things that we're led to believe are true, you have to. And you know, we talk about Man United and Fergie over the years. He made a stance. Don't just go halfway. Oh, I'll, I'll put him on the bench, and that's a punishment. That's a slap on the wrist. You have to go further because. I feel Arsenal are in a mess at the moment, and it's well, quite clear. It's funny you mentioned Fergie. One incident that a lot of people seem to have forgotten was the time that Paul Scholes refused to go and play in a League Cup game. You'll recall this. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he regrets now. Well, he writes about it in his book. He apologized. But Fergie took a hard line, which didn't mean like, you know, crucifying him or selling him to Rotherham. He just, I think, didn't play him in the next game and then, mm. and then welcomed him back in the fold. But this is the part I don't understand. I take your point about the hard line, but <laughs> this is a halfway measure. And this is something that can blow up in your face because I'll tell you what. What if Alexis Sanchez had come on at halftime and scored a hat trick, right? And they had won. What then? If you have somebody... So I don't... I, I struggle to buy that this is a disciplinary measure no. because it could have boomeranged really, really badly. That's my point. And you know what? Question. Uh, when and I hope I'm not giving away any secrets here. When stories like these come out, it's one of two things: it's one player or a player's agent, usually, uh, revealing a story to one newspaper, and then has a big exclusive, blah blah blah. Um, when it's in every paper at the same time, it's generally not a single player. It's generally something institutional. I don't know for a fact, but I'm going to just wildly speculate about the source of the leak. I would surmise that this leak, wherever it came from, had Arsenal's ample blessing because it contains a whole bunch of details and whatnot that you would imagine the club would be comfortable with. I mean, Julian, did you read anything that would make the club uncomfortable in what was leaked and in the tone of it? No, no, no. There's only one bad guy here. It's Alexis Sanchez. We don't know who he had his argument with, right? We're simply getting one side of the story here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Scoey, what is the point of disciplining him halfway if that is what happened? Well, the point of that is he's such an important player that he almost hits the fear factor, isn't it? I, I, I need to leave him out, but I need him as well. I, it, I think whatever happens, it's going to backfire on you. But you've got to, and this is where Arsene Wenger's losing it, he's got to have a hard line. A lot of people have said he's crazier to drop him. If he's, if he's acting like that in training, I don't think you've got a choice. I think no. you've got to do something. Mm. And I think you're probably right, Cash. You, you've got to think, well, I've got to go the whole hog here. And and just set an example to everyone. Look, I'm not messing around here now. You know, this is where we are. We're, we're underachieving. It's not good. And you just say, right, yeah, stay at home for the weekend. You're not wanted. 
Right. Because you're right, because if he comes on, which he does do, and he impacts the game, it then just creates more, oh, I should have started, what, what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. You can't carry people. He's bottled it, hasn't he? In oh, football, so. you can't carry people. For whatever reason, if what? someone's not performing to the level that we know they can, and, and, and Sanchez is an exceptional talent, we all know that, we don't, there's no debate there. The debate is, can you carry anybody? Sometimes they carry people, Arsenal, uh, and they're allowed to get away with things. Yeah, and but not him. Why. Because you know what? No, I, I, no, I, no. I'm talking about that. I don't mean previous games in the start of the season. I'm talking about carrying him as he is today. You're looking, Which is what? Got, Arsenal's best player? Well, he's Arsenal's best player, but he wasn't... Like you said, but, when you switch off against Bayern at home yeah. and then you have a spat in training well, what, and you're, you, you're wait, literally not trying, you, you've you got a rest of the group to manage, Gab. It's not just about... Yeah, but I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm, if the rest of the group... And by the way, he was the only guy on the bench. Aaron Ramsey was also on the bench. Theo was on the bench. <laughs> Coming back from injury crew. Okay, so like <laughs> these drones, these the drones at the club, right? <laughs> And you know who I'm talking about, right? Talk <laughs> about carrying people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I take it to what you said about somebody's not performing as well as he can, right? We can make the point that Alexis Sanchez isn't performing as well as he can. And we can make the point that maybe Kieran Gibbs is performing mm-hmm. to the top of his ability. But if Alexis Sanchez is, or sorry, I'll choose another tag, Oxley Chamberlain. But if Alexis Sanchez at 80% is greater than uh, Oxlade Chamberlain at 100% or 110%. Um, how is that an issue? Isn't there a broader imperative here, which is about reaching the Champions League so you can win your top four trophy, trying to turn things around? If you're one of the, if, if you're one of the teammates, if you're Koscielny, do you really want to see, are you really fussed about Alexis at 80% versus Oxlade Chamberlain at 110%? Yeah. You'd rather I, have. I, you'd I, rather, I, I want him to I be the you. best he can be, Alexis Sanchez. If I'm a teammate of his and I know he can win us games, right. I want him as best as he can be. Okay, but if and I would be driving him to be. If you're a teammate and you're a fellow professional, you might also appreciate that maybe yes, he's you do, over the contract, over the fact that over the fact that that his manager, you, you you, nobody seems te- to know where this guy's going to be there next year. You fail as a team. You don't fail on individual levels. You fail as a team. Right. And, every and you're more likely to succeed things. if Alexis Sanchez at 80% plays than Oxley Chamberlain 110%. Julian, am I wrong? No, I, I agree with you. But I think so you disagree a, with Cass? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, think, you know, but I think Alexis I, has been at his best for most of the season. Yeah, well, I'm not debating but, that. But even at 80% or even at 50%, if the attitude is right for the, you know, on, on every other... That's a terrible message to add to the rest of the group. Yeah, but it's Arsene uh, awesome Wenger. Time. Uh, he's one to blame. Problem. Yeah, he is to he's blame. He's to blame. Wenger is One of his problems, he hasn't got the characters that possibly he had 15 years ago that could almost manage that situation. The situation... And Alexis Sanchez says, well, there might be one here that might dig me out in training. 15 yeah. years ago, you'd have, you can name them. You'd have, you know. four, true, you'd have had all their bat players pointing the finger old, at Terry yeah. Henry, Dennis Burkham, if they weren't doing it. The old George Graham. Yes. Sort of so it worked. Yeah. You know, you had the sort of the old guard. Burkham. Exactly, with the new players. No, I'm just giving examples. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jose Mourinho spoke about... No, 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 no. It's just funny, because I, I would have imagined like, you would have brought up like Tony Adams, oh, Patrick Vieira. No. <laughs> well, you obviously didn't see Not- Burkham. He was a bit of a feisty bugger. Burkham, he'd, he'd, he'd get himself no, involved. No, but the Lee Dixons, the Tony Adams, and the Steve Bowles, they would have managed okay, the situation. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lack of leadership that I think meant that Alexis got away with a lot of things this season and, and also in previous seasons, you know, and, and but I, that's for sure. Are we comfortable with this narrative that all of a sudden he's like some sort of like a diva, irresponsible, unprofessional? Because... 
No, he's not, Gab. It's not the point. He's No, but he, this is the way he's been depicted in the press. This is the narrative: is that he's turned into he's turned into some need diva, and he's having a grow go at his teammates who are crappy. It's funny because him and Ozil, right? This is how they react. Ozil has been absolutely slaughtered by everybody, and <laughs> he's not been particularly good, right? And he just retreats and he gets ill, right? That that was his thing: illness. Yes, illness. Yeah, illness. Yeah. After traveling to Istanbul, maybe the aircon in the. The flight back was too... It clearly. He had a um, twisted sock. That's about yeah. as much yeah. Um So he just retreats. The other guy has a go at his teammates. And this is the end result. No, but arguments between teammates and you two... It's not a problem. Know, it happens all the time. Not a problem. You know, all the time. That's that, not the issue. Sanchez doing that is not a problem to me. It's the, it's the problem that, that he, he walked out. No, the problem that he, he feels like he's got too much power in a side that he's failing. And he might be right on a lot of things, but he has to recognise that he owes it to the club to pull the line or toe the line to a certain degree. This is this has obviously gone much further than that. And Wenger is the biggest problem because Wenger's quite comfortable not having much to say on stepping back from it and only going half measures. So are you saying a, Wenger is more to blame than, yeah, than Alexis? Yeah, clearly, absolutely. He doesn't like confrontation, does he? You can clearly see that. And you can't have a manager that doesn't like confrontation. You're so, going to so get it. Why is, why is Alexis Sanchez getting all this blame then instead of Wenger? Because of the statement that was I don't released. Know, I think, I know, I think Wenger's getting a lot of blame. I wouldn't say it's... Yeah, but from uh, different, from different yeah, areas. Yeah. Wenger's getting it from different places. Um, one thing that struck me, and again, the, the backstory here, he has a year left after this on his contract, so this is one you need to renew. He's 29 already, or 30, or... 28. Right, 28. Um, there's, a, there's a contract on the table, apparently 180 grand a week, um, which would be a record, I believe, for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't signed it yet. There's all these links about interest from other clubs. Uh, and I want to put this to you, Julian, because the two clubs that I see most often cited are, are Juventus and Paris Saint-Germain. They don't really make much sense to me. Um, and I think this is why Arsenal feel they have a strong hand, and I'll tell you why. It, at Juventus, I mean, they already have Iguain and, and Dybala. I don't... I mean, unless they're going to sell Dybala and replace a younger guy with an older guy, I don't, I don't quite see the, the logic in that. Paris Saint-Germain, again, when you just signed Draxler, you have Cavani, you, you still have Di Maria, who you're stuck with. There, there, there's Pastores, Lucas. I mean, does it really make sense to go and try to they move for this? Are, are they, are they, do you really think that they're genuinely pursuing I don't, Alexis I don't Sanchez? think it's as advanced as what a lot of English papers have you're saying he's done. He's yeah, gone. It's like for sure. What's for sure is that they want a, a, a number two behind Cavani as a number nine. Whether Alexis is ready to go to PSG to see on the bench, I'm not so sure at all. That's what's because odd. That would be that would be the and, idea. And he's kind of stuck in that in that wage bracket, right? So they're offering 180 grand a week. Um, there's only a handful of clubs in the world who can who can mm. offer that. It's not a bad place to be stuck, is it? No, 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 but... Well, it's not a bad place to be stuck. No, no. Bracket. If, you, if you sign it, yeah, but what I'm saying is, I mean, unless he's willing to consider a move to, to Chelsea or United or, or a club like the... No, I think you'll find PSG can, can no, 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 pay no, no. you 250s no, but, and but, but, a week. No, I, I, that's exactly what I said, but we just, Julian and I just said, if you take away PSG and Juventus, who I think are both somewhat unlikely... The other clubs that could afford him, he's not going to start. He's not going to go start. He's not going to start for Barcelona. He's not going to start for Real Madrid. Um, I mean, do United need yet another attacking midfielder? He'd you know, be perfect I, for United, and he'd certainly play. 
You just you, you just want to keep adding assets at United. This is this is wonderful. It's like he's playing risk. Listen, apart from maybe Ronaldo, Messi, he's as good as anyone. I, I you know, his ability wise, and I've seen him play. I, I, I think I, th- I think he would go into most teams. I, I don't think that'd be a problem him being think on the be bench. A problem for takers. I don't. I, I think it's a huge problem actually because I feel because clubs. His problem will be choice. If you. I'm not sure he will have that. I think you guys are way off. What's interesting though is that he's not going to sign a new deal with Arsenal now. I mean, it's, it's hard to see unless yeah. Wenger... But, sorry, he could, is Arsenal's it, best player it, by a mile. Hmm. I know. He's I the best player surprised. in a club who's fifth in the Premier League. I mean, you know, I, it's, okay. I, I think enough clubs que- queuing up for him. Who's better? Alec- who would you rather have? Alexis or Mkhitaryan? Alexis. Yeah, you would all day long. All day long, yeah. Miles better. And, and Mickey Terrence, far better than, than any of those. In, in fact, tell just me... Just go to the Italian team. Tell Lingard? me who's a better player at United than Alexis. Tell me. Ibrahimovic and Pogba. You think Ibrahimovic is better players. than... No chance. He's 34, 34, can't move. 35. Well, sorry, once you... Once well, you work, well, if well, United would have had Sanchez at the weekend, they'd win that game against Bournemouth. Easy. And that's a one he takes the penalty. I'm glad you guys listen, listen can I just say, will be can I just say having followed this guy's career right I'm glad you guys are so wonderfully excited by Alexis Sanchez alright um, I don't I, I think he's a, he's a great player he's a wonderful player I think he's world class world class is a stupid label that doesn't mean anything but yes he's world class okay he's, he's an exceptional player but I don't think his market out there is is anywhere near but and the other thing with I mean, I know obviously you look at Van Persie, Arsenal have sold players to United before, but I look at it from United's perspective, you have so much money tied up and so many attacking players that you then really need to add another guy. What if he's not signing a new deal because he'd actually like to know who his employer yeah, is going to be next year? maybe. And that's what, that's what yeah. I was going to say. If Wenger goes and let's say and well, Max, Al- right. Max Allegri comes in, then maybe Max Allegri can convince Alexis to stay and, and to sign a new deal. Um, we need to talk about Liverpool <laughs> since this is actually a really, really, yeah. It really, they won it five times, okay? Five, five times, five times? Yeah. Cass, yeah. you're a Liverpool fan as a kid, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Five times? Good, yeah. just checking. Um, I thought this is... And as an adult. And as a what? Adult. As an adult. Not just as a kid. <laughs> Did you ever score against Liverpool? You're still a big kid, you're still a big kid. Did you ever score against Liverpool in your career? No, I hit the woodwork, uh, the cop end, uh-huh. hit the bar. Coincidence? Um... Now, I was subbed that day. I was having a drink. <laughs> I want to... Uh, so so Klopp, they get 16 days off because of their various cup shenanigans. They come back. They play Leicester on a Monday night with somebody named Craig Shakespeare in charge. Shaky. They get their behinds handed to them. They become figures of fun. There's all this negativity around them. And, and then they go and they play Arsenal and they win... 3-1 and then the first 45 minutes they looked really really good you is knew this it. what you have to get used you to knew it exactly yeah. you like, knew it it's the same with the, the Tottenham game as well and then we said you, they would, we knew they would turn it on but for, why do you not think I that, think no, I was going to say Julian, especially just on when, that when Arsenal do you not gonna, think it might be something to do with the way Leicester played and the way that yeah, Arsenal okay. played do you not think that that made the difference. Made the way if you if you watch the game, Liverpool were the, the centre arse were getting on the ball, just pinpointing passes to people's feet, and they were spinning and no real pressure. Cockerland and Shaka was never even getting near them. I don't remember Ndidi and Drinkwater. Well, I thought they got far closer to Liverpool. 
So tactically, it was a different game. Sorry, yeah, no, no. But if you look at it, you look at the Burnley away game, you look at that Leicester away game, and all those games where they need, they have the ball with no space in front of them, they're struggling. But it's it's the lack of Plan B from Klopp, and we've mentioned it many times. But if Arsenal and Spurs go to Anfield and think they can play and leave all that space behind and all that space in midfield, because Chaka and Coquelin were far, the space between them and the back four was far too big. We was where Lalana and Mane and Firmino and Coutinho and all of them could take all that space. That's what they're going to do. They're going to punish you. And that's exactly three happened. midfielders scored the goals. So it's, that, it's so obvious what Liverpool do. No, no money. No money as a midfielder. Well, type of midfielders. You know what I mean? They're all like semi number tens, aren't they? Well, that's because they don't play with any strikers. Yeah. If you want to but, talk about like, but, but but they get goals regular. Right. First goal. I mean, go back to. The first goal, the header is won by Firmino against Koscielny. Now, that, that worries me. You're sent off getting beaten by Firmino in the air for the first goal with a little flick that ends up moving into a, you know, a little bit of intricate play on the edge of the box. But that tells you the story of how easy Arsenal were to play against. Was Czech maybe the blame as well? Yeah, I think he's, I, I don't know, I think the money goal... Yeah, maybe you should have done better. I mean, uh, defensively, they, I think they were all over the place from start to, uh, sure. especially in that first half. I'll go back to this and I'll bring up Liverpool strikers. They they they, they have two centre forwards. One is Danny Ings, poor guy, is always injured. You know, is Sturridge. Um, I'll go back to this. Should they have sold them in January? Well, it looks like well, they, well, they might. Try, they might have tried and no one. I, I don't think he's fit now or something. He's on so much clear. money. He's never... Yeah, he's lost a hunger as well. Easier said than done. What? Who would take him? Who? Who would? Spend? Now there is a striker that you talked about. Sanchez not finding a club. We can't have a case for Sturridge, can we? Well, what I wonder though no? is if you break Sturridge down to his component parts, right? I, I know. I know. Last week we talked about Harry Kane and how wonderful he is. If you break it down to the individual components, and you guys were strikers, you guys know this, right? I'm not being funny. I, I would have Harry Kane over Sturridge any day of the week. But what can Harry Kane do that Sturridge cannot do? Is play. He, well, play that, that's what I mean. You get you get into these intangible, play regular, yeah, whatever, okay. right? Uh, Sturridge is, is basically two-footed that's, that, that's, relative to Kane. He's stronger than Kane. He's faster than Kane. Um, it's, it's irrelevant. Your point is irrelevant. Why? Three, three years ago, when he's playing every week, the, the, your argument is valid. But the here and now moment is you can't get the lad on a football pitch. There's no club's going to touch him. Maybe. Do you think it's because he's, he's, he's continually injured? Or do you think that it might have something to do with the fact that Klopp's not super bothered or mm. trying to, about integrating him in his team? I think he's tried, isn't he? And it hasn't worked. So he's, he's, he's given up. We all understand his ability and look it and go, wow, this guy's got something very different at times that can win you a game. But we haven't seen it very often, Gab, have we? Especially in the last few years. When we all reflect him, we're all getting a bit nostalgic because we're going back to Suarez and Sterling at the front for Liverpool so where they, they have, were amazing. Should they have cashed in? Well, no, it's right, obviously. All right, no, because I suggested that in September. People thought I was crazy. Like, where are you going to get another striker like Sturridge from? Blah, blah, blah. Origi's rubbish. Okay. Um, Luigi at least plays. Want to talk a little bit about the people who bring you uh, the game podcast? Our sponsors, uh, FanDuel is one of them. Uh, FanDuel's One Day Fantasy Football at fanduel.co.uk. Uh, how does it work? You all, you select a team of Premier Leagues for uh, Premier League players. Well, 
you select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures. So you're not annoyingly locked in for the whole season where you know when, where you make the mistakes early on and then you just keep losing. No, it's not like that. Um, you can choose your contest uh, as well. Uh, I entered the Premier League Saturday fan favorite this week, uh, which is only covers the Saturday games. I did not do too well, but it is a £5 entry and... Um, 2,500 pounds in prize money, 500 quid going to the winner and 120 participants winning cash. So the odds are actually pretty good. Um, you go, you, you like all fantasy football, you pick your dream team. You have 100 million pounds to spend. There's no subs, no captains, none of that uh, nonsense. And unlike other fantasy games, uh, it's not just about assists and clean sheets. Um, uh, they've got this algorithm which uh, uses Optistats to give a value to even the contribution of those um, obscure players like, say, Idrissa Gay, who course scored a goal recently but um normally doesn't show up uh in the stats the way others do so FanDuel scoring reflects a player's true performance whatever their position uh and because you're a loyal listener of the game podcast we have a uh special offer for you if you sign up with the promo code the game then FanDuel will return your entry fee as free credit up to 10 pounds if you don't win cash in your first contest go to fanduel.co.uk that's f-a-n-d-u-e-l dot co dot uk and enter our promo code the game in the promo code field to sign up and you will bag the offer Right, moving on from there to the Theater of Dreams, as they've been calling it since the beginning of time, right? No? No. No? It's amazing. It's called Old Trafford, but so much of it is actually very new. Um, now, Old Trafford is the, the place. No, I know, that it's I know, in. I know. The stadium hasn't been named Old Trafford. <laughs> Have you ever been? What? Oh, <laughs> um, yes! I, I was there when I heard them they, they, when, they, when they used to when they played Trafford Trafford Road. That, that was good, right? <laughs> that, that that was impressive. With with all of Manchester's musical history, right? They have to go and come up with this cheesy song by John Denver. By John freaking Denver, John Denver and the Muppets, <laughs> right? Seriously, I suppose again the big talking here point here is Mings and, and Ibrahimovic. Uh, before we get to that, though. I thought United were just going to go and, and absolutely run rampant over them. Bournemouth were were on the slide. I thought United were on a good were on a good roll. Why did it not happen? The two statues I had up front didn't help. Ibrahimovic and Rooney. Um, two blase after the Lord Mayor show. A typical Manchester United. It's been the, the theme. It's their worst home record since nineteen ninety. Can't kill teams off. Don't take the chances. Got a mistake in them at the back. Terrible mistake by Phil Jones. And it's the same old story. A, a, a score draw against a team who are very poor. Is this Scoey the fan talking? I thought he was going to cry. Yeah, just, just nailed it there for you. I thought he was going to cry. Doom and gloom. I was disappointed. I was because I've been pushing this line all year that actually this time, you know, Mourinho's actually right. They have been unlucky at home. And I think in many of their first games, they, they deserve to win many of their, their earlier games. And that, again, wear my Duncan Castles hat, even though he'd probably deny it. This is the most attacking team Mourinho Selected. has ever had. No, he's one of the most attacking squad he's ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to make it work because people say it's so important. It's Old Trafford, blah, flying. Yeah, the balance yeah. isn't right, though. Oh, it's not right, but I mean, that's yeah. what he inherited. And, and he didn't go and try to turn this into a, a more traditional Mourinho-type team. And by the way, 
because I know this is going to happen. There's going to be some doofus on Twitter pointing <laughs> out that, whoa, no, how can you say that? Because when he was at Real Madrid, he scored the, he scored 126 yeah. goals. Surely that was more attacking. Real Madrid is an entirely different kettle of fish. Mm, okay, league. It's a completely different league. It's a completely different situation. Um, and I would argue that Real Madrid team against big opponents was not particularly uh, attacking. You remember Pepe in midfield and all this nonsense. So, and and he still had Pepe and Xavi Alonso, by the way, which no. this team does not have Xavi Alonso. No. They have they have Michael Carrick, who's you know. What what surprised me is that it's sort of gone amiss because of the incidents involving Slatan uh, and Mings. Is that we actually and James touched on it, missing chances, not taking the opportunities. But Bournemouth for a long period had ten men, which we sort of. So I forgot really. By the way, in, uh, with eleven, yeah. I mean, someone said to me yesterday, said, "Oh, they'd have won against 11. Is the fact you know you playing against ten men should be, at Old Trafford should be a match you give me, shouldn't it? This idea that it's harder playing against ten, yeah, men, no, it's well, been totally. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, there is there is a point there because I watched the game and Bournemouth literally had yeah. two banks. And then the distances, they did it very, very well. The distances between the defence and the midfield were minimal and they just suffocated all all space at United. And to be fair, United never really looked like scoring. They got a penalty, which was due. Ah, never looked like... chances to score at the end. <laughs> well, the the first one, especially... Julian, in the first 20 minutes, they opened Bournemouth up time and time and time again. Okay, As soon as they had a man sent off, you, you, I'm sure you played against it. All of a sudden, Kaz, you've yeah. got no space running behind. You've got no space to get the ball to feet. You get the ball wide, okay, we'll show you inside into where we've got all our bodies. It is hard. If only you had a big, strong centre forward. <laughs> okay, so you, you're telling me United got all these attacking options. N- name a left winger, a right winger that United have got. Well, Jesse Lingard. He's not, he's well, a you, midfield player. Are you, he's, well, you're obviously going to say not Martial as a winger. Because no, he's not. He's a centre forward. forward, yeah. Well, so, so you tell me all the wide... So you said you've got all these attacking options. You've got no wide players. You've got no pace. With yeah, it's, 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 it's 2017. I don't know that people neatly fall into the mould. What do you want, Steve Koppel? Like, is that what you want? Like, <laughs> Dan Jermaine, you know, Golden the, Hill. Dan Jermaine was the left winger. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the game's changed a little bit. You can't go and put people in tiny little boxes. you got a squad of about 50. Most of them are very good. I agree with you. You, know, you should have been being Bournemouth. Valencia um, can cross the ball from, you know. And he did put in some decent crosses. I, I, so. I the balance Paul is Pogba wrong. Paul on the day was incredibly poor. You know, he was not good. I've never seen a player like miss hit so many passes that went everywhere where they shouldn't have gone. I want to ask one technical question before we get to Mings and Ibrahimovic. You know that chance at the end that he completely fluffed. So, so which one? The the last one or the one before where the ball bounced on him? He, he he basically not the one that Ibra gives him. The other one, the one before, the, 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 the one, one where almost in, in the studio they say yeah, the studio they said well he should have just just side footed it right yeah. Instead he tried a fancy because finish. they're all goal they're all uh, forward coaches aren't they in the studio. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, right? I mean, okay, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I'm assuming if he side foots it, he at least gets the ball on target. But as a striker, if you're confident hitting the ball. Differently, mm. well, you're confident. Otherwise, feet. well, that's what I mean. But I was far more confident on my left than I was on my right. So if I fell on my so right, the, but it, the, I, I would for you'd side foot it just so you could get it on target. Yeah, so you wouldn't get try, yelled at. Try and pick a corner, but okay. But he's obviously. But if it was on your left, yeah. you'd feel comfortable. Could, yeah, whacking it or hitting it. it. Yeah. yeah. So this whole like you should have side footed thing is kind of nonsense. Yeah. Did it annoy you as a striker when like you'd have some like some like like right back who couldn't play being like Scully? Why are you side footed? 
You're yeah, jogging it, it, back up the pitch and you get like Kessel Mark Terry. Venus saying like, come on, Scoey, yeah. FFS. Yeah, he did come on, just side well. foot. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mark. Not picking on you. We should <laughs> also add that Pogba's not a center forward. Yeah, no, he's right. he's not. he used to be in that position. Um, uh, all right. Mings and Ibrahimovic. Um, we, again, for those who, who, who don't know, there's a sequence of play where... Tyrone Mings goes and tackles Rooney, actually, was, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Rooney kind of Cleans falls. them both out. Yeah, well, I, think he, I don't know if he meant Rooney both then. of them, but Rooney then, like, falls into Ibrahimovic. Both of them go down. Would have made a great YouTube clip if it had ended there. Um, but then, uh, I guess Ibrahimovic has to kind of hurdle Mings. <clears throat> Some people, not of you I share, argue that in so doing, Ibrahimovic had tried to, to, to stamp on Mings. Um, there was some prize earlier. Uh, Ibrahimovic had thrown Mings to the ground. I mean, well, this was many minutes before. Um, Mings then gets up and goes over Ibrahimovic himself and plants his foot on the side of Ibrahimovic's head. Uh, so that's sort of the first incident. Ibrahimovic obviously felt that, well, we'll get to what happened after. But from what you saw of the video, um, I just want to ask. Is there enough grounds to think that Mings knew exactly what he was doing? No. He's not looking down. So he doesn't really know. You, you If you see the image of when his foot connects with Slatan's head... He does glance down and then glances yeah. up again because uh, he looks I, I, where he's from going. Where the actual, when he makes contact with his head, I... I I mean, and, and it's James, not so much. It, it sort of scrapes his head, doesn't yeah. it? It's not a, a, a come down. Yeah, I think I he's he kills him. He's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> no, he kills him. I mean, he's he's gone to jump him, and I think he's as he's doing it, he's looking out wide. I, I think he's mistimed his jump, and he's come down, and he, he's caught him. I just don't think there's. I don't think he's meant to do it are, at all. Are you and influenced I'm, in this by the fact that you know the guy, you're at the same club, and a little bit of everything. He's really. not that kind I, of I, Yeah, I am. Yeah. And right. this is what I want to know, and this is a question I want you to answer. So he'll get a three-match ban. I think mm. I think that's pretty because yeah. that's why he could get more. But yeah, okay. But how can the FA prove that he's guilty? How can they prove it? Because the FA don't have, I think the the, the burden. So you sit in front of a panel. I'm, I'm Tyrone yeah. Mings. For, for, listen, for, listen, listen. You sit in front. I said I didn't mean to do it. How can they prove? Okay, because that, the. They don't do it based on beyond a reasonable doubt. They do it based on the balance of probabilities. So if they get enough people saying circumstantially, it actually looks like he did it on purpose. If they get enough people saying that, that the guy's a professional athlete, he may be six foot five, but he's coordinated and so on, he should be. So he turns up, and I don't know if he's got children or not. So if, so if that was me, I'd turn up and say, tell you now, my kid's life, I didn't mean to do that. So I'm going to tell, yes, you did. How do we even know they're your kids? I mean, I mean, it's there is not enough evidence. But this is not a court of law. That's the, that, that's the thing. It's, no, it's, 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 it's a disciplinary tribunal. It still be a miscarriage of justice, though, if he didn't mean to do it. He's the same okay, with, but yeah, but you don't with everything that. then. He's the same with Ibra. Ibra said that, you know, that's the way he jumps. Listen, he's guilty. Don't worry about that. He exactly said the same as Mings. I didn't mean to do it. I jumped. That's the way I jumped. You have to do it on the balance of probabilities. If you can make a very compelling case. Now, one thing I, I, I guess you point out. I would say, McKay says, I didn't mean, I, I didn't, it wasn't intentional. Okay. End right. of story. Okay, okay. that's great. You say that, and then I bring up what I think rightly was said in the studio. I forget mm. if it was, was it Sunis and Redknapp? Or no, it was, was Terry Henry and Sunis, I think. 
were... So Cena's just saying, you're guilty. No, no, no. Three match no. ban because you didn't go over and shake his hand. What, what kind of evidence okay. is well, that? Listen, we've all played sports to, to some level, some of us, and some of us to professional level, right? And I'm sure we've all had situations where we have accidentally injured somebody, hmm. right? And done least, on purpose. Well, yeah. for, for my part, every time that it was genuinely accidental... My first instinct was can to you, go. Can you actually and help just can we split this? Because I'm trying to visualise how you've injured someone playing sport. No, but when, when, can, when can you, you give us an example, <laughs> oh, that's mean. No, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Tell actually. him your karate one. Well, no, <laughs> I I closed. I accidentally sort of clotheslined somebody playing playing rugby, and I caught them right by the eye and I broke their orbit and That's blood started coming out of their eye, right? Mm-hmm. My first care was to, to make sure that the person was okay and to and to apologize to them. So, I mean... He couldn't it, say it at a time. <laughs> what? He, he could, I don't know. I, I don't know what the guy was thinking, but, you know, I, it, it, it happens, right? When you when you accidentally, yeah. when you think you've done it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this is def- definitively okay. what happened. So the right? FA goes but, to you, Banj, you meant to do that on purpose. We think that you're conning us and lying to us. People lie on the balance of probabilities. I think that that's how this is how the FA operates. And you can't, I think, make a distinction and say, well, Ibrahimovic was definitely on. Because then using your argument, then unless you become a mind reader and you can read Ibrahimovic's mind, then. Ibra would say exactly the same. Ibra would say the exact same thing. Only the players know in their heads on that. specific moment whether you deliberately did it. You only know. Right. I mean, I've been involved in many elbows and blah, blah, blah. And some intentional and some are accidental. But they could eat, both look just as bad. Right. And some are reckless without being yeah. intentional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In your career, how many times have you, have you jumped over someone and landed on someone's head? Exactly. Not, not on someone's head, but I've landed on somebody no. and I haven't meant how to do it. How many times have you jumped over someone and landed on his head? It's a miscalculation. If you're looking at somewhere else, you've no. got no idea. Answer the question. How many times have you landed on someone's head? Not the head, but on their body. The, like, the, 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 there's another exactly. point too. And there's, My there's feet one, keep taking me to the fridge. <laughs> there's one angle where you can see so it. as is. Which uh, um, there is no actual reason for him to be going in that direction other than perhaps to, I don't know, maybe by jumping over him, he makes sure Ibrahimovic doesn't immediately get up or whatever. I'm not saying he wanted to jump on his head. But I think that will weigh into it as well. A broader point on Ibrahimovic, I counted 13 red cards in his career. Obviously, this won't be a red card, but uh, he's going to miss the FA Cup. Do you care about the FA Cup? Yeah. All right. He's going to miss the FA Cup tie away to Chelsea. Pretty big loss, yeah? No. No? I think it'll do United... The world of good and the not the world Chelsea of good, but it will do them good. All of a sudden, just bring him out and put a different kind of centre forward right. down the middle. Right. He'll and be I out think for three will, games. Okay. Yeah. So do you, but I don't do think you, it's a massive loss of what you you're now going to try and okay. paint the picture. So you don't think that this will cost United a top four finish? You know, it's, it's, I think it's already gone for them. The running's hard. It's just not going to happen. Wow, you really are, Mr. Negative. No, I'm not. I'm telling you as it is. I've... All right. Sorry, do, do you think United have zero chance of making the top four? No, given I think they have. Three points away with a game in hand? Sounds like the OJ Simpson trial, this on Slatan and <laughs> Mings. Top four. He was going this direction. What was the name of the guy, the uh, guy who defended OJ? Johnny Cochran. Jo- Johnny. Johnny yeah. L. Cochran. That's you. You're Johnny today. I'm doing my best. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Moving on to our debate this week, which actually slightly links to this. There's an interview, I think it was Gary Jacob, speaking to, to Robert Snodgrass, that well-known cheat. No, just kidding. But he is somebody who's been <laughs> accused of cheating um, in the past, diving to avoid contact and so on. The FA want to introduce something that it apparently exists in Scotland. Um, I was largely unaware. And uh, which is something that was once pushed by UEFA years ago. There was a famous incident involving Arsenal and Celtic and Eduardo in the Champions League, which is retrospective punishment for diving. In other words, you've oh. conned the referee um, by diving. And so then we go and we look at the, at the, the video and we ban you. Now, I'm guessing from the Skullcroft camp, if the guy just says, no, I didn't dive, using the Ming's, no. using the Ming's principle, nobody would ever, <laughs> nobody would ever get bad. So what happens, so how far, how far are you going to go with it? So if I'm playing football and the ball goes out for throwing and I know it's come off me, but I get the referee, that's our ball. Is that kind of the referee? Well, I think they would only apply it to penalties and simulation. But yeah, that is kind of, it's like... So how far are you going to go with it? Well, I'm not going anywhere. It's the FA, right? It's your peeps, the people who gave you your coaching license, right? They're the ones who are suggesting this. Personally, I think it's really unworkable. And in situations where they've had this, they've managed to do it for like when, when people scored goals with their hand and then claimed it and stuff like that mm. because that's pretty cut and dried. With diving to win penalties, it's extremely difficult mm. or what they found in the past. I think it keeps going to people appeal it and so on. 
and it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. What's what's the difficulty? If there's contact or no contact, surely that's a big part of it. No? It's still well, because vague. sometimes yeah. there can be no contact and it's still true. Positive. But then, but then you start with contact or no contact, and after that, if there's no okay. contact, you're going to get a lot look. of you're going to get a lot of Arsenal old time no, 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 Arsenal no, no, no. fans. I'm not after saying you no because, because I agree with you. I think you can be unbalanced by someone who doesn't touch you, especially if you run at pace to him. Right. And what's wrong of diving out of the way? You can see someone coming and you think, well, I'm going to have to dive over this. He's not going to catch me. What's wrong with that? So I think if you start, exactly, I think if you start with contact or no contact, and then if there's no contact and it was Contact's allowed in the game. Then and then you, it's getting less and less. I think this is where the problem is. Yeah, but it is getting less. But in the rule book, you can have contact. So we're giving penalties for people making very minimal contact. And the problem is, with I think penalty is the biggest challenge for football because it's become so laughable, decisions that are given and not given, that we can't get it right. And I don't even think with video evidence we're going to get it right. But this is diving. Because this it's is not the argument. Yeah? But this, this is specific. No, but diving, diving. Okay, diving, but it's a similar... Most diving around, you know, diving is, is another issue that's yeah, yeah. associated to a similar, you know... Situations that happen with penalties. I, I I just look at diving and think, really, are we gonna really gonna be able to get this spot on? Well, I want to ask you something in that vein about something we were talking about before. So in the Burnley game, uh, ridiculous penalty decision. The ball comes mm. off Sam Vokes, who plays for Burnley, attacking player. <laughs> Somehow, the officials all get confused um, and award the penalty to Burnley, thinking that. It, it was a Swansea defender who, who handled it. Now, Sam Vokes knows that he handled the ball because presumably he could feel the ball yeah. hitting his arm, right? Should he have had a moral imperative to go to the referee and say, I mean, is he effectively cheating? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but football's riddled with cheating. Isn't that part of it? Isn't it? All right, thank you, Mr. Cynical. Would you no, have it, done that? Would you have done that? No, no, no one no. would have. No, no, why? no one would have. What? Why? Why? Because it's the right thing to do because you can be celebrated as a hero for a day and a role model to young kids. For a a day, for maybe an hour, and then... (laughs) Well, you know what? Robbie Fowler, okay, who played for Liverpool, who won it five times, which is substantially more than United, um, didn't he once... Well, Arsenal. Yeah, he said that he was in the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal, that was. Yeah, Yeah. and the referee actually proved to him, said, no, you didn't, you're right, he didn't touch it, but he came out and he didn't get any contact with the ball, so that's why it's a penalty. But right. whatever the but case was, he was honest, right? Sam Vokes and James Scowcroft are like not to be on it. I mean, is that what you're saying? Like, no, but I just think it's you know, it's sport. Sport is competitive, and and the the very successful Castle back me on it. You have to play on the edge if you want to be successful. You've got to play right on the very edge. You can't play within yourself. You can't think, oh God, better not do that. I better not. But you're not playing on the edge here. Might... It's, 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 it's not like it's not like he he went. It's not like he went and he plans it like, oh, I'll handle the ball and then this referee's an idiot and you'll think it was the opposing no, defender, maybe right? Maybe he could do it. It was maybe. entirely accidental, right? Yeah. Football is full of win at all costs. It always has been. That's been the controversy that surrounds football. Gab, you might look like that, but if you're a golfer... Mid-table no, Burnley. No, they've you're, won you're their, a golfer, they've, right? They've won their but Premier the League same, this season. pushes... Um, who is it Fernandez yeah, he does it intentionally uh, to get an advantage yeah. Yeah, Volks then, did not handle the ball yeah, so should he yeah, go but, to the referee yeah, and say sorry I pushed him there oh, no, I pushed well him no because no, be because, like a mother's meeting every week no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is in Volks' case it was a mistake that had nothing to do with him in the sense that he didn't go and create the situation right yeah. he could have helped the referee make a mistake he wasn't trying to gain an edge and we can discuss that that's cheating and that that's a different situation right 
But put it this way. It's Folks hot. is like the guy who you leave your wallet in the park and he says, oh, look, finders keepers. And he puts it in the <laughs> oh, pocket. That's not, right? that's no, not, no, no, no. No, this is exactly, no, what, he is. This is this is exactly what he is. Your rent is the guy who goes and steals your wallet. It doesn't make sense. If you know, if you want to, I, I know it's obviously a far fetched analogy. No, yeah. but but, but, but what I'm saying is, sorry, sorry, sorry. But this goes back to what you were saying, Cass. The culture in football mm. is that we frown upon the guy stealing your wallet unless he's really clever and gets away with it. But the guy finding the wallet and keeping it for himself rather than returning it to the rightful owner, <laughs> right? That's totally fine. He did absolutely nothing to earn that wallet. <laughs> In, you know, in other sports, you would not cheat or you would not be dishonest. You'd be frowned upon. If you're a golfer and you did something, you know, an individual sport, you'd be, it'd be absolute, you'd be out of the sport quicker than you knew it. But football accepts the part of dishonesty. It does. That's how it's run. It's, and it happens at all levels in football, not Alex, just on the pitch. It's a dark Alexis, world you inhabit. Alexis Sanchez against Hull. He knows the ball has bounced off his arm into the goal. Yeah. It, you do you remember that goal? On Sanchez. Yeah. No, 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 no. But do you remember that goal? But he goes and celebrate and just I've waits for the referee I've, I've to give it or no. I've I had one. I scored against Kane as well for, for, for Nancy. A uh, ball come to me. It was down my left side, and I controlled it in my hand. I hit my left foot and it went in the bottom corner. They're all appealing the the can back for, and I'm like, look, no, I didn't. Then so I'm part of what football is. That is, and maybe that's one of the reasons why we love it so much in many ways. There is so much controversy. Controversy. The referees made a mistake. Move yeah. on. Keep the wallet. Um, very quick, <laughs> very quick. I, I just put it this way. I think if if I were Sam folks, I would have said I would have done it. I would have basked in the limelight. I think you would have done something good for yourself. Um, you would have done something good for people watching. But you're talking. This is a split else. second decision, Gab. You're you're talking like he's got all this time to reflect on. Oh, I'll be found. I'll be you know seen as a, a hero, and a, no one. Of course, what happened if his manager? Know, this is split second. And his manager Sean Dyche wouldn't do that because Sean Dyche is a fundamentally good person, right? If you say so. Are you making a face? Did you ever play against Sean Dyche? No, I haven't, no, but I know some managers, some managers, if you'd have done that, would have said, what on earth are you, you know? Yeah, yeah, but not every manager is Neil Warnock. Before we hit the quick hits, there's just a very quick point. Um, Jamie Redknapp uh, does does these interviews, and and a lot of them, I think, are quite insightful because I think he asks the right questions, and, you know, obviously he has a certain camaraderie with the people he answers, but he spoke to Ross Barkley. um, This is in, in the mail. And he makes the point that, uh, you know, he doesn't like it when it, it actually it gives him the hump uh, when people question Barkley or doubt him. Which again struck me as like, what is he, like the, the, the messiah, some cult leader? But he says, if I was your manager, I would build my team around you, which is kind of what Ronald Koeman's done, given the position he plays. And it's definitely what Roberto did, given that Barkley, I think, played every game last season for, uh, uh, for Everton. And he says, you know, why do people look at what he can't do rather than what you can do? Fair enough. You want to be positive, right? But here's the answer from Barkley, which got me. He says, look at John Stones, Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Dele Alli. Put them in the Barcelona side and they would look unbelievable. Now, I I don't pick on the guy. And maybe it's a throwaway comment. Maybe it's more of an issue for whatever PR handler Barkley says. But I think this really makes him look incredibly unself-aware. Does anybody here think that these guys would look, quote, unbelievable? 
in the Barcelona side. Is his implication saying that, like, if these people... So what he's saying is get Neymar, Suarez, Messi, get them out and get these lads in and Barcelona will... No, I, 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 but the way I read it, if you played no, those alongside, players would look, yeah. If you played alongside them, they would look unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, which they wouldn't, because maybe Dele Alli one day will be as good as Rakitic, but maybe he's there now. You've got to earn the right to get to that stage. I'm not quite sure they've earned the right yet. Mm. But also, it's not like these people play for play for bad teams. I mean, Stones and Sterling mm. play for a very talented team. Um. You're talking about Harry Kane, and I'm a massive fan of Harry Kane. But if you look what he did in the Euros, how he performed I'm, on the big, big stage. You think you might take Luis Suarez over Harry Kane? No, no, no but what, what I'm saying is sometimes you get very comfortable in your club. And every, you know everything, you, especially if you come through to you, Franks, it's all new. And then you go and get that big 90, 100 million pound move and you're out of your comfort zone and you've got to perform now. You, you're not the, he's one of our own and all of this lot. You've got, right, you've got to perform from day one. And I think the Ronaldo's of the world can handle that. Hopefully Harry Kane, these lads can, but. Yeah, I, I, I think you know, and I don't want to make too much of a big deal out of this, but especially in this country where there's such a history of young players sort of flaming out. Um, because they get built up and they get torn down. I don't think this is a very clever thing to say. It's great to have confidence, but you know the fact of the matter is these are all guys who are on an upward trajectory. Maybe they'll get there, maybe they won't. Just leave them be. Just say they're talented, leave them be. Don't start making comparisons with the Barcelona players yeah. because the fact is none of these people would get into the Barcelona side. It yeah. clearly feels, though, that the, the criticism of those young players is really, really harsh here in England. And maybe he's got I a point. That he thinks, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe well, he's well, talking well, a little oh, bit. I think Raheem Sterling, in, John Stones, and even Ross Barkley had a lot of stick. Raheem Sterling last season. Yeah. Last season, yeah. Well, Chilean. last season, Raheem Sterling cost £50 million pounds and was not good. Yeah. Yeah. Season Every single footballer, whether you're at the very bottom mm-hmm. or the very mm-hmm. top, gets stick. Yeah. Handle it. And get, it, it, it makes you a better player. It makes you a better human being. If you're going to get to the very top, you've got to be able to handle stick. All of a sudden, if a bit of stick comes your way, oh, that's not very nice. No, 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 I agree. But you're maybe, never going to go. Maybe the expectations of, of younger players, I, despite all the talent they have, is a bit too much. And when they don't deliver like people would want them to, then they get that extra criticism that they feel maybe is unfair. I don't know. Yeah. Ross I, is probably speaking indirectly about himself as well in yeah. that group where he feels a little bit unfair. Look, they're maybe all talented boys, but they ain't they ain't not that level. No, not, really not, not yet. Maybe no. one day. Soon, yeah, I'm sure. I, and the other thing is, if you were to go back in time, I haven't checked the timeline, but. If instead of Stone, Sterling, Ali, I were to say Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, mm. Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Those guys actually arguably achieved more when they were the same age than than these guys have. So, you know, let's let's take it easy and let's just let these people yeah. develop. Right. <laughs> now for this, how about some quick hits instead? Nathan Redman, now there's a talented English player, shines as uh, Southampton win 4-3 away to Watford. Scoey, this guy, I think, has been somewhat underappreciated since he made his precocious debut for Birmingham, was it? Way back in the day. Why don't we make a bigger deal about him? I think you need to give him time. I think he's... I've actually seen him play for Birmingham. I've seen him play for Norwich. And I saw him playing the under-21s in Toulon. Um, and he's slowly getting better. It's... I think he's established himself now as a Premier League player. Can he then go to the next level? Jury's out. Back-to-back wins for Crystal Palace. And Big Sam praises Marmaduke Sarko. 
Um, but Julian, I think back to his positive drug test and ban, which was later rescinded. By the way, there's a tremendous article on Vice Sports. You find out that it was basically ludicrous that he was banned in the first place. But I kind of wonder, was that kind of a sliding doors moment? Um, if he had no ban, he might have gone to the Euros don't, and France would have won the Euros. Don't. And then if Klopp really don't. didn't like him, he could have sold him in the summer and he wouldn't have been spending like basically six months don't. on his behind. Yeah. He's really unlucky. Oh, no, it's, I think that was very harsh on him and really hard. And, and I felt for him because he didn't deserve it at all, like you said, Gab. I don't think he would have been as simple as, as just him being there in France winning the Euros. But he would but have I been there. He would have been there for sure. He would have made the squad. He would have also, you know, played in the um, in the Europa League final and uh, with Liverpool. And I think that was and Liverpool harsh. would have been in the Champions League this year. <sighs> Can you imagine? Think of the knock My mads. Fernando Llorente bags two goals as Swansea defeat Burnley. Um, Cass, he now has 11 Premier League goals. Um, now, you know a thing or two about heading and ball. What makes his heading so good? Power, direction. Spent my whole career fighting off defenders and all your television mates who every angle look at me failing or, or seeing <laughs> defenders, never spotted defenders failing me. And even though he got, I'd say, arguably his second goal was a, a foul, I love the power and direction of the header. That is an art that very few people can do. And we must remember, Fernando's done it for many, many other clubs as well. Um, not to the level of we're seeing, well, probably at Bilbao, but he's suddenly, for me, showing what a good use of a centre forward is. Jamie Vardy scores on Monday. Riyad Mahrez scores at the weekend in Leicester's 3-1 win over Hull City. Scully, there's really no valid reason for uh, the Srivadana Pravas not to give the job to all shaky at this point, right? <laughs> Obviously not. The two, uh, it's all about results. He's got two massive results from them. Turned it round so far. He's obviously wanted the job for a while as well, so you might as well give it to him. It's amazing when you bring in new blood from outside. I admit, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry Kane does it again with two goals in Tottenham's three-two win over Everton. Um, Scass, I asked Goey this last week, but I would like to get another view because to me this is a big project of learning. I, I want to understand what makes Harry Kane so devastatingly good uh, since the start of the 2014 mm. 15 season. 60 odd goals. It's two goals every three games in all comps, which is pretty unbelievable. Mm. You've got 20 yeah. seconds. 20 seconds. He's, um, I love his desire and attitude to continually be moving. Um, he gets lots of one on ones. Um, and he seems to find space. Without being the quickest, he finds that shoulder on the defender where he just can sneak behind them and get away and be strong enough and quick enough to finish off. And he's a very good finisher. Whatever we say about Harry, you know, he, all the work rate and everything he does, he's finishing in front of goal has been exceptional. Julian and I was sceptical about the signing of Leroy Sané, I will admit this. Uh, no, not that he wasn't a gifted player or one with a bright future, I just felt that City could have spent their money to strengthen in other positions. But now, after a slow start, he's absolutely on fire, as he showed in their 2-0 win at Sunderland. Um, some people are even comparing him to Gareth Bale, which I thought might be a bit OTT, but uh, your assessment? Yeah, I, I'm, I was very excited when he signed, uh, and I always thought he would need a bit of time to adapt. And I know it's a bit of cliche saying, all oh, those foreigners, they need a bit of time. But I think it's true, especially at such a young age, and especially with Pep Guardiola as a manager who... 
it gives you so much that not only you have to adapt to your new league and a new culture and a new country, but also to a manager that is completely different than anything you've seen before. And I think he needed that time. And now we're seeing the real Sunny that got everything all in place in that jigsaw. And I think there's much, much more to see from him. By the way, speaking of jigsaw, if he continues to play Yaya Torre and Fernandinho, and presumably he'll play Aguero at center forward at this stage, there's three spots left, and there's Sane, Sterling, David Silva, the De Bruyne, Bruyne, who was on the bench this weekend, yeah. and I guess Nolito and Jesus Navas, but we don't have them. Yeah. But, um, who misses out? Plan? Yeah, I don't know. But how do you go Saffron. to Monaco, for example? I don't know. I, 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 that was interesting. interesting. If, yeah, mm. if you play just one of... Fernandinho I'm assuming he'll play yeah, De Bruyne yeah. to keep the ball yeah, or something, to. but, you know... Well, surely it won't be Sterling, because you could put Sterling in Barcelona, he'd look unbelievable. <laughs> Anyway, do Gab's one. Where's Gab's? Gab, one for you. Interesting column, as always, about Milan today. But I just want to know what it means for Donnarumma. Gigi Donnarumma, of course, they're hyper-talented goalkeeper, supposedly chased by uh, half the big clubs in Europe. Well, the interesting thing is, obviously, Milan agreed to sell, or Milan's owner agreed to sell the club to the Chinese consortium back in uh, back in August. They made a hundred million euro down payment, and they're going to pay the rest later uh, by a certain date. They missed the deadline, so then they paid another hundred million to extend the deadline, and they missed the deadline again. It's not clear whether they're going to um, pay another hundred million or what's going to happen. But the point is, Milan right now, um, there's a state of uncertainty. Donnarumma's contract expires in June 2018. Uh, so not long to go. His agent is Mino Raiola, who scares people. Um, and yeah, I think it's a valid question. Raiola is going to say, well, wait a minute. Why should he extend his deal here if we don't even know who owns the club and who's going to run the club? You sort that out, and then we'll talk about a new contract. Um, he's been linked, obviously, to Chelsea, should Courtois go. Uh, he's been linked to United, should De Gea go. Presumably De Gea and Courtois would both one be going to... One of them Toronto. would go to Real Madrid, yeah. is the is the stock thinking. Um, linked to Real Madrid as well, should, you know, if they don't like Kaylor Navas anymore. Uh, it's an interesting situation. And knowing Raya a little bit, I almost wonder, there might even be more openings for goalkeepers in 18 months' time and you could deliver him on a silver platter on a free uh, and then negotiate the largest... Commissioning on in the ever. history. <laughs> She's even bigger um, than Pogba. So, yeah, these are the very good spot. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.